The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, coming to you today from a very wet and rainy Southern California day. Um, but with some sunshine for you, because I'm going to, with the help of my guest, Dr. Judith Wright, um, get you to ask yourself what has begun to go, to go wrong with your New Year's resolutions. Have you been keeping them? Uh, this is about the time when, in fact, people start coming to grips with the fact that they <laughs> weren't able to stay away from the chocolate or the Internet or some of the other things that they promised themselves that they would or wouldn't do. So my guest uh, is the best-selling author of a book called The Soft Addiction Solution, and you'll find out all about what that is and how that relates to keeping our New Year's resolutions. Basically, it's the things that we all are involved with to one degree or another in spite of ourselves that keep us from being as successful and as happy and productive as we would really like to be. So welcome to the show, Dr. Judith Wright. Thanks. It's good to be with you. Well, why don't we start with this, um, the whole, this whole concept. You know, I don't know if you've noticed it, but this year in particular, um, with all the problems that are going on in the world, it just seemed that people weren't really as much into the holiday spirit, and I'll bet that a lot of people... <laughs> didn't even get around to making a list this year of their New Year's resolutions, but they certainly have their list hanging around from last year and the year before and the year before that. I know I do. Well, you know, I think that's a good point. I have been noticing that, Carol. It's really interesting because I think there uh, people weren't quite as much into the holidays or they're afraid to spend too much or kind of were down from the economy and it was hard to get rallied and some people negotiated it well but there was kind of that sense of it and I've been asking people about the New Year's resolutions these past couple of weeks and oh I'm going to do it this weekend or I haven't gotten around to it or mm. mine are the same as last year or I didn't do all of them last year so I don't even know if I should make them and maybe it's a little bit of that hopelessness a little bit of that ennui or a little bit of, wait, I've tried this before and it didn't work, and yes. I don't want to set myself up for failure again. Yes, yes, absolutely. And of course, and, and it's ironic, isn't it, because that's part of what you talk about with um, the procrastination and so on, that, that this is exactly um, why they, sh you know, what's getting in the way of their ma even making plans to do something better about it. <laughs> 
Well, I think that's well put. It's like we're procrastinating on working on our procrastination. Exactly. <laughs> not, not quite. No, it, you know, it's the same skills. It would really help us set up great New Year's resolutions. That would help us achieve our goals in life. That would help us be successful in life and our careers and our relationships. It's actually some of the, those are all similar things, but I don't think we realize how much we get trapped by our bad habits, by our soft addictions, or what I call soft addictions, that really get in the way of our consciousness and our productivity and our goal-seeking and really divert us from what it is we really want in our heart of hearts. It's a much bigger issue than I think people are aware of. Well, why don't you um, uh, tell us sort of, we're, of course we're going to go into this in more detail, but maybe uh, you could give us a definition of what you're talking about in terms of um, soft addiction so that people don't think we're talking about shooting up heroin. Right, which would be a hard addiction, obviously. But <laughs> soft addictions are those seemingly harmless habits like watching too much TV, getting caught in your social networking, checking your Facebook page a zillion times a day, and your Blackberry. It could be over shopping. It could be um, oh, just being on eBay too much. But or it could be overworking, it could be addicted to, you know, chocolate, designer goods, gadgets, but those normal everyday activities that we so often overdo and we don't really realize the cost. Literally, a lot of times it costs money, which is a real concern in this economy, but it takes time. These things take time, but they have other costs. They numb us from our feelings, they mute our consciousness, they kind of put us in a trance or a zone, and they actually keep us from living those wonderful, robust, successful, productive, intimate lives we really yearn for. Yes, absolutely. And and um, because they are soft, I mean, because they're not heroin uh, in a needle in our arm, yeah. we become um, complacent about it. You know, we think it's funny. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good point because a lot of times people now, when I first started talking about soft addictions, when I coined the term about in 1991, I believe, you know, people didn't know what they were. Now people say, oh, yeah, I've got soft addictions. I'm into shoes. My husband's into sports. Oh, my gosh, I'm into Facebook, whatever. But they say it kind of kiddingly, like it's a joke, like it's funny. And it's really not. And everybody's doing these things. It's not like we're not going to use social media or go on our computers or watch TV or shop or eat. Of course we're going to do those things. So we can't get rid of them. Like a heart addiction, you actually don't have to have drugs or alcohol to live. You actually, you know, it's very difficult, but you can let go of those. Soft addictions, the, those things are going to be part of our lives. So we have to change our relationship with them. And this is, it's really sneaky. They're like insidious. They kind of operate underneath the radar and people kid about it, talk about it, but don't really face the denial that we all have about what they're really doing to us. Yes, absolutely. Um, because there are, of course, uh, really deep reasons why we hide in these addictions. Now, um, what I don't know where what what's what would make more sense in terms of talking about this uh, the order, but um, do you want to talk about the New Year's resolution pitfalls first, or more about uh, uh, soft addictions? Well, maybe we can kind of attack them both at once because okay. if you really look at it, New Year's resolutions are. Our, our attempt to try to change in our, in our life, something we're not happy with, something we want more of or to do less of, hopefully so that we could be happier, more productive, more successful, have more love, those things that matter to us. 
And there's a reason we pick those. We want a fresh start. We want this year to be different than last year. And there's a really positive intention under those, which are really, really good. The problem is, and why it's so perfect that we're talking right now, is that the average New Year's resolution, if someone did make them this year, pretty much the average one lasts about till about now. I mean, three weeks is it, and they and I think that's actually optimistic. A lot of people have a hard time even doing it until this point. And the biggest barrier are our soft addictions that get in the way of our, you know, our good intentions. And also many of our New Year's resolutions are about our soft addictions. We want to stop smoking yeah. or lose weight or stop procrastinating. So you, they're really quite woven into the yeah. whole thing about New Year's resolutions. Yes, that's that's true. Well, why don't we... Um, why don't we just get into it? Right. What is the seduction of soft addictions? I mean, I think that's so fascinating. What are we? What it really comes down to is why are? What are we hiding from? What are we? Well, like with any addiction, whether it's hard like alcohol or drugs or whatever, or soft, it is part of the reason why we get involved in it is as an escape. So, what do you? What do you think? Um, how does this work with the soft addictions? Yeah, they are escapes, you know, and they're they cover up these deeper needs that we actually have. So let's talk about that. But one of the things is that most of us don't have a really great facility with our deeper emotions. We don't know how to be with our upset or our anger or our pain or our hurt or our fear. But what we do know how to do is eat a cookie, you know, or hop on the Internet or something to try to numb ourselves or to try to self-soothe ourselves. So at its basic level, every soft addiction has a positive intention. We're trying to take care of ourselves in some way. We're trying to soothe ourselves. We're trying to manage a situation. So the intention is beautiful. And if that soft addiction actually took care of that for us, I'd say go for it. You yeah. <laughs> do them. The problem is they don't really soothe us. They don't really handle the emotions. They don't, and especially they don't meet our deeper needs. They just mask it for a period of time. They numb us. They put us in that zone, that kind of out of it <laughs> trance or that kind of buzz or that agitation that masks the deeper feeling. But maybe even more importantly for us to work with is the deeper need or the deeper uh, hunger that we have underneath. And we get confused and we settle for a soft addiction rather than understanding what it is we really need and meeting that instead. Well, yes, and I, I guess um, because the things that we really need, most of them take a lot more effort yeah. than the immediate gratification of a cookie or, or checking Facebook or something like that. Um, if we want love and we don't have it or we have a relationship but it's not optimal, uh, fixing that, you know, it takes a lot more time and energy and effort and thought. Um, or, or we're not happy where we are in, in our career and, and we want to fix that, which takes a lot more time. They're more long-range kinds of things, and these soft addictions are something that seem like a quick fix. Well, you know, that explains an addiction as well, because an addiction we want to fix, and we want a quick fix, which lets us know that. And you're right, the real answers are a longer process, but I think what we forget is that each step of that process actually feels pretty good and, 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 and can really bring us a lot more satisfaction. It's not like we have to take a thousand steps and then finally get something. That The steps of dealing with more self-respect or telling a little more truth or nourishing our souls, every step in that direction is a good thing. 
for us. Yeah. But I think yeah. you're right that part of the seduction is I want a quick fix. But, but you know, if we look at it, what are we trying to fix? I think that's one of the most mm-hmm. critical elements for us to be looking mm-hmm. at because underneath every soft addiction, it's trying to tell us something. There's something we yearn for, something that matters to us, a need that we have. And there's a beautiful skill. I've got eight key skills of overcoming soft addictions and the soft addiction solution. And one of them is recognizing the difference between those surface cravings and that deeper yearning, that deeper need, that deeper hunger underneath it. And actually, if we learn to read them, our soft addictions can tell us what it is we really need much more deeply inside. Hmm. Well, that sounds <laughs> that sounds interesting. Um, do you do you want to continue with that? Yeah, I think that would be helpful because if you look at like what do we hope this chocolate would do for us, or why do we have to have those new shoes, or why am I zooming right to Facebook? You know, there's a couple of things. One is kind of what triggers it. You know, it might be I was fined for five minutes ago, and all of a sudden I have to have chocolate. <laughs> so chances are something triggered it, and that could be being more in touch with their emotions to let us know, but let's look a little deeper than that. If we look at what the deeper yearning is underneath, let's say I just am craving a big bowl of ice cream. I want a big old bowl of ice cream. But maybe what I'm truly hungry for is comfort. It might be something I need some soothing, and I could get that in a lot of different ways. I could call a friend. I could get a hug from my my honey. I could pet the dog. There's several things I could do to get that soothing that might actually meet that deeper yearning much more better than jamming that ice cream as fast as I can down my gullet. Or maybe I just oh, I just want to get on social networking. I want to share this juicy tidbit of gossip I just found out about and I'm craving to do that. But if we look underneath that surface want, that craving, maybe that deeper hunger, that yearning is to connect or to be important or to feel like we belong with someone or that we have some intimacy in our life. Those deeper hungers are beautiful, profound yearnings of the human heart that we all have, but so often they get kind of hijacked by the soft addictions, and then we don't do what we need to do to really meet those beautiful human yearnings that really give us the quality of life we really want. Hmm. Yes, that, that really is so true. Well, we do need to take a break. Um, My guest is Dr. Judith Wright. She's the best-selling author of The Soft Addiction Solution. We're helping you today to keep your New Year's resolutions or perhaps (laughs) when you finish listening to to first make a list of New Year's resolutions and now you'll know some of the things that uh, keep you from them and how to overcome that. Uh, You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll be right back. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. 
Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, here with Dr. Judith Wright. She is the best-selling author of The Soft Addiction Solution. And I think one, one um, New Year's resolution that you should make is to go out and get this book, which we'll tell you all about at the end of the show. Um, but, uh, but during the break, um, I was asking um, Dr. Wright about some of about going into um, about well about this soft addictions quiz that she has on her website, and I'll give you that too uh, at the end, and you can take this quiz um, where she has a really nice way of breaking down what the of organizing what these soft addictions are. So I thought perhaps we could talk a little bit more about that. Great. Well, you know, soft addictions are really interesting, and the reason I clump them all together is that they really share a lot of um, the, the underlying mechanisms underneath all of them are very much the same, but they tend to cluster in like four different areas, and some people have more in one area than the other, some kind of combine those, but one are activities, just the things that you overdo. That could be anything from media and technology. It could be over-reading mystery novels if you're <laughs> kind of like candy, if that's how you're doing that, or over over shopping, over eating, over exercising, even over caregiving, which can be an issue for women sometimes, or could be even over flirting or uh, over celebrity 
following and those kinds of things. <laughs> yes, activities. that's one that a lot of people are yeah, suffering from. Yeah, it's a big from. one. And just doing those things too much, and we'll kind of have to maybe have to talk about what too much is, but there's activities. And then on the other hand, some people, are, there's avoidances. They're not doing things that they need to be doing. It could be procrastinating or kind of um, living in clutter can be one of those, or being late or just distancing from other people. You can get into bad habits that way. So you have overdoing activities and then underdoing things. Those are avoidances. Another one is just plain things that people get addicted to. That could be designer clothing or particular brands of chocolate or gadgets or collectibles. It could be those little piggy salt and pepper shakers or whatever it is that you get too much into. Barbie dolls. <laughs> In the, the fourth category is a really interesting one as well, and that happens to be your moods or your ways of being. This was interesting as I worked with people to find out it's not just things we get addicted to. We get kind of these reflexive habits of dealing with stress or upset or feelings. Maybe like we're perpetually cranky or sarcastic or kind of blue or you know those people that are always on all the time mm. or super happy but you know they aren't really mm-hmm. but that's kind of the... yes you ask how they are oh fabulous <laughs> and you know they're not they just lost their job or something you know and you just know but that becomes like a reflexive habit as well so there's activities avoidances moods ways of being or just plain things that we can get addicted to okay and um Yes, you did bring up a good point. What is overdoing any of these things? How do you know that you're overdoing them? Well, that's always a good question. First of all, if you've kind of had the thought, I think I'm doing this too much, you probably are. You know, We try to yeah. talk ourselves out of it. But that's where some of the quiz questions come in, in handy. Like, are, are other people irritated with you or have they teased you about it? Have you turned down some good invitations because you want to indulge your soft addiction or watch your program or avoided going out with people because you wanted to just get on your Facebook page or something? That's an indicator. Is it something that you feel a little guilty about? Have you lied about it? You know, either the frequency or how much you spend or that you do it or not. Have you tried to change it but you haven't really been successful? Those kinds of things start to let you know that that's creeping in and really becoming a part of your lifestyle that's not so healthy for you. Yes. Um, I hope, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm thinking that my listeners, just like I am, um, are, <laughs> are resonating with a lot of these things. Um, you know, that let, let's, as I was saying during the break, you know, the, the key, it seems to me, as we're talking about this is, um, how to get empowered to to give up these things, to, to realize, how to feel that you can get the things that we were talking about before, success and whatever that means, you know, in love and in, in work and relationships and, you know, feeling important, feeling powerful, whatever, whatever, whatever things you want to accomplish in life. Um, if you felt more like those things were actually accessible to you, that you could get these things, it would be easier to give up some of the procrastination or some of the things yeah. that these, these soft addictions that are, take the time and energy and money and, and um, just, you know, life flow away from where it should be into these areas that you say or, or you tell yourself at least that you want to, to do. So it seems like the key would be to get this feeling of empowerment that there is a possibility to reach these goals, and then that way it would be easier to um, 
to to stop the addiction, to tell yourself that it's worthwhile to give up some of these soft addictions. So 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 what's the answer to that? <laughs> no, it's very good what you're saying. One of the eight key skills, or a couple that are related to this, and one is to create a vision for your life. Like really, what is it that you really care about? What do you want? Just the kinds of things you just talked about. Is it more intimacy or more career success or to feel better about yourself or more self-respect or maybe just even enjoy the sensation of being in your own body or whatever that is to really create a vision of that being a possibility now you may not quite believe it yet you may not feel it but if you can start to create that vision it gives you a bigger reason to turn down that donut or to go out with your friends rather than sit in front of your computer screen at night that vision is one thing that can really help and in fact in that positive kind of thinking about possibilities actually brings you from a more negative state to a more positive state that actually makes your problem-solving and insight and creativity more available to you. That's what the neuroscientists have found. If we can actually start visioning, it starts to uplift us a bit. And we can have more access to our creativity, actually be able to act on that. So visioning is important. However, it's not sufficient. Now, now, just could you just explain that a little more? Are you talking about making vision boards? Are you talking about guided imagery? Where you? Okay. Good. There's. Um, I actually have some vision exercises that I do, and they're also in the Soft Addiction Solution book. And I look at kind of different areas of life. We use seven areas of life at the Right Leadership Institute to kind of help us look at the different parts of our life. But let's just say a lot of New Year's resolutions, for example, have to do with losing weight or working out or whatever. So a lot of people make the resolution, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. That's not, I don't wake up in the morning and go, wow, I hope I can deprive myself today and lose weight. You know, that doesn't doesn't help me all that much, I, you know, some willpower. But my vision is to really look at something else. Like, what is? how do I want my relationship with my body to be? How do I want to use it? How do I want to feel in it? So then rather than, oh, I want to fit in my jeans, <laughs> my vision might be, you know, I want to feel comfortable in my own skin. I want to feel lithe and flexible or strong. I want to dance. I want to use my body. I want to hug and touch. I want to be able to sense what's going on in it. Whatever matters to someone and kind of letting yourself envision that gives you a good reason to not eat that third donut. So that visioning is one of the things that can help. Uh huh. You know, and then once we've kind of looked at that, a couple other skills related to what we're talking about, Carol, would be the skill of recognizing what it is you're really hungry for inside instead of what am I craving on the surface, what am I hoping that will do for me, what is my deeper hunger. And those are really those are really beautiful. Like once we identify those, and they're pretty common for all of us, those deeper yearnings are things like to love and be loved, to matter, to make a difference, to connect to other people. They're very common, beautiful, they're the human hungers of every every human heart. Once we know that, and this is what the thing that's very interesting, another skill is to use what I call the math of more, where we add things to our lives to actually meet those deeper needs, and that helps us then subtract the soft addictions. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Could you go back over well, the look what at of more? Less, less is more, more is more. <laughs> so it's the math of more. I see, yeah. So it's adding and subtracting. Usually we try to subtract. We try to go without. But we're already feeling deprived. So that's why we're eating or watching TV or shopping, because we're already feeling deprived. 
But if we can look at what is it that I'm really hungry for and start by adding something that would help us with that. Let's say I'm really hungry to connect. I feel lonely. I want to be with other people. I want to feel like I belong. And I've been kind of doing that through uh, Facebook rather than face-to-face. Well, rather than just trying to cut down on my social media time, maybe what I do is I put a lunch date in every week with my friends. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I've added something that's going to actually meet that deeper need that I have. And I'm not going to be quite as attractive. You know, if I can get together with my friends uh, face-to-face, it's a lot more fulfilling than getting on Facebook. Yes. So and once we start adding some things, and that's not so hard to do. There are little steps we can always take that add some things to our life to meet those deeper yearnings. And it helps us release the grip that the soft addictions have and really start filling our life with wonderful things. It's actually the skills to living a great life. Yes, that, that, uh, and, and um, you are, of course, because you're out with your friends having lunch, um, you're not home with your computer or, right. or I guess, on your iPod or wherever. Right. Um, being able, during that time, yeah. you are, you're not able to do this soft addiction, yes. and plus you're filling yourself up with that, that sense of belonging and comradeship that, that is really certainly not as good over the Internet. No, it just can't. Those two-dimensional relationships can't supplant the three-dimensional face-to-face and heart-to-heart. They're fine. You can share information. There's things to use it for. But it doesn't give you that sense. That's why it gets so addictive. And while you're doing that, you're not going to be doing these other things so much. Although people do um, put their BlackBerry under the lunch table. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look, at, we'll have to work on that one. But, you know, I had someone I worked with who just watched too much television. They knew it was really consuming. And if you think about it, in the United States, the stats are as average person watches four hours a day. That's a lot of time. Yes. Well, wait, we need to... That- I don't know if you can hear the music, but unfortunately we need to take a break. <laughs> and uh, But I want, when we come back, we will, we will hear more about um, these life skills. And, of course, um, when you lay it out like that, it does seem a lot more approachable and a lot more attractive than uh, going back for another pair of shoes. My guest is Dr. Judith Wright. She is the best-selling author of the book called The Soft Addiction Solution. And she's giving us solutions uh, for uh, how to keep our... New Year's resolutions, as well as just all the way around, all the times of the year, how to try to stop these soft addictions from taking our time and our energy. When we come back, we'll hear more. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy 
easy-to-understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The only addiction, I, I, I just thought of this, I... <laughs> The only addiction, whether you want to call it soft or hard, that is a good one to keep for the new year and, and forever is to listen to Dr. Carol's Couch <laughs> every Tuesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then, of course, you can always go to the archives. Um, so we have to make that caveat. That that's one addiction you're allowed. My guest is Dr. Judith Wright. She is the best-selling author of the book, The Soft Addiction Solution. And we've been talking before the break about uh, the life skills, which of course are, are so important because um, that they are what makes us feel empowered uh, to not just reach for immediate gratification, whatever that may be, um, shopping or, or a cookie or uh, the internet. God, you could, you could just waste days and, and unfortunately many, many people do, um, you know, just, just hanging, hanging out at home. Uh, or wherever, I guess now it's not just at home these days, but um, listening and, and living in a vir- television, of course, living in a virtual reality um, and not really having a life of your own. So we started talking about uh, some skills that can get you to feel as though you actually can achieve the goals that you have for yourself um, in your love life, in your work life, in, in your emotional life. Um, We've been talking about visioning and uh, finding out what your deeper hunger really is and, and trying to address that. And I love your math of more, um, adding things instead of making you feel more deprived. So tell us some more things that uh, will make us feel empowered. Now, those are all, all really helpful. But one of the things we do at the Right Leadership Institute, we have what we call the assignment way of living so that we actually know that rather than having just some vague abstraction like, oh, I just want to feel better or I want a new job, it's like, wait, I have to give myself little assignments that actually work. One of the biggest issues with New Year's resolutions is they're the wrong size. <laughs> Let me talk to that for a minute because mm. oftentimes they're like, too big.
big on one level and they're too small at another level. They're too small because they don't usually really tap at that deeper yearning or really show our, our vision. You know, I want to lose weight is actually on a level too small because it doesn't say why. What does it matter to me? Maybe I want to be uh, all those visions we talked about with our body before, but maybe really ultimately I want to be attractive and I want to be loved. You know, maybe that's why that matters to us. So it has to be big enough to have that bigger why, that bigger vision, why it really matters to us. So it has to have that in order to have enough juice. On the other hand, it has to be small enough. The steps we take have to be small enough so that we can guarantee success. Like a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to lose 20 pounds and I work out every day. Well, they've been eating junk food for 20 years and they haven't gotten off the couch for several. <laughs> so that's way too big of a leap and it's really doomed for failure. So taking a small, those small doable action steps that are related to the math of more. Okay, I'll add something to my life, a little thing that I can do. I'll make a phone call to a friend. I'll set up a lunch date <laughs> with my friends. Whatever it is that will help meet that deeper hunger. And so add that in and then subtract a little bit. Maybe I'll just, um, I'll have one night where I watch an hour less of television, you know, or I'll set a little bit of a limit on my shopping. Something you feel like you can do. And those steps are very, very helpful to really make it more real that you'll actually achieve these goals. And each step you take starts to feel more empowering. You realize, oh, I can do this, and this is worthy, and this makes me feel good about myself and the path that I'm on. It has its own kind of built-in reward as well. Yes, yes, that's so important because when you take this one little step, um, it may not seem like much when you're you know, looking far down the road is what you ultimately want to achieve, but, but you do start to feel just so good about having accomplished that that it does make it seem like uh, what, you, what you want down the road is possible. Yeah, it's really true, and it's just built step by step by step, and the steps are really helpful. And, and also another one that's a good step and also feels good is to get support. And that's one of the eight key skills as well because we need support to keep us on track. These habits are difficult to change. We need people to believe in us and to empower us or hold us accountable. And if we can get a, a maybe a workout buddy or we tell our family or friends what it is we're working on and ask for their support or encouragement, or um, they, they, they can help us by empowering us, asking us about it. But also support feels good to know that people care about us, that we're not alone, that someone has expectations for us in a way that makes us feel valuable, that support helps us achieve the goal, but support feels good in itself. It may not always feel good to be held accountable, but it does ultimately help you feel like, wow, people care about me. I matter. It's a beautiful step in itself. Of course, that's a a tricky one, though, because you, you, you... Come into contact with um, people who have their own conscious or unconscious agendas. Um, agendas. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, because, of course, just like with the hard addictions, there can be enablers of the soft addictions. Yes. Um, a spouse or a roommate who wants to watch a lot of television, for example, and if you say you're leaving to uh, go meet your another friend or to you know go to the gym or whatever. Um, they might not want to lose their buddy who sits there and watches television with them. No, it's a really good point because a lot of times the people in our lives are in the patterns with us. A lot of times we share soft addiction patterns with other people, and that's the basis of our friendships. Or, the, or you could be home at night with your family, but everybody's behind a screen of mm-hmm. some sort, but it's not really that 
depth of family time together. So, yes, you can have detractors or people that want to say, oh, no, it's not so bad, or come on, you went to the gym yesterday, why do you have to go today? <laughs> you can yeah. get those kind of, because they're a little threatened by your growing, because things might change a little bit, and it kind of brings up for them that perhaps they're a little addicted, too, and yes. it's threatening. So that's true. Yes, and and they're afraid you're going to leave them behind as you get healthier. Yeah. And, of course, it can work the other way, too. You were talking about people holding you, you know, having these, being supportive, but having these expectations, which can sort of um, cause friction if you're, you know, if you're not living up to that. It's true. It is kind of delicate, and I do have some strategies in the book that kind of help you sort some of that through or different ways to do that. But one is, you know, there are always, there oftentimes are people that are the safer ones for you to ask for support and solicit those first is good. Another is to let people know what it means to you. You know what? How and how vulnerable you feel about it, or how sensitive you are about it. That you want support, but tell them what kind. You know, I need you to be a little gentle with me. This is a big deal. I didn't even want to tell you about this, but I knew it'd be best if I shared this with you. To be as genuine as you can and vulnerable as you can, telling someone what it means to you, and being careful about who you ask to support you. It, 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 those are all good things because it's so tough to make change, and it's so tender that just the wrong kind of feedback sometimes can discourage you and you stop. Yes, yes. What is the next um, life skill? Wow, these are these are all very good. Another one that helps is minding your mind. That's what I mean by that is watching your stinking thinking. All those <laughs> excuses and rationalizations and defensiveness and denial and just being really aware that along with all of our soft addictions, we have kind of a built-in rationalizations for them that keep us kind of stuck in them. It could be things like, oh, it's not so bad. You should see my friend. Or, <laughs> oh, I'm busy right now. As soon as this project is over, then I'll start eating better. Or those kinds of things that talk us out of making the kind of changes that we really could make. And those are just legion. We all have stinking thinking. And we don't necessarily get rid of it, but if we can understand, it's not necessarily true. It's just kind of our mind's way of trying to keep us stuck. It's it's threatened by change that tries to make us feel less guilty and have a little compassion and a little humor about all those stinking thoughts we have. Yes, yes. It's by you know we can we have the humor when it's somebody else, <laughs> but it's it's harder to uh, to acknowledge and and laugh about our own you know other than when we're trying to rationalize it. Yeah, and we and we think it's like true. We don't realize it, and it might have some factual yeah. accuracy to it, but it's not the truest truth. It's like oh, I'm too old, or it's too late, or I'm too tired, or. Yeah, there might be some factual data there, but that's not that's not really true because we really are very capable of making changes in our lives if we follow a good program like these that we're talking about and how these are concrete steps and the kind of support. If we really do that, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of changes that people have made in their lives just doing the things that we're talking about. It's just it's mind-blowing and just so hopeful and empowering to see what happens when you start going down this path in the right way. And I think, you know, one way, um, like, you're right, a lot of people are, are saying, I'm too this or I'm too that. Um, it's too late and so on. But, you know, one one way to sort of snap yourself out of this is um, to imagine what it would be like, what it, what it will be like um, if you don't change whatever it is. I mean, just imagine yourself, yeah. you know, with food becoming more and more of a blimp or 
um, or you're not exercising, your body becoming less and less healthy, or um, you know just being glued to the internet and not really and losing all your friends other than those on the internet. Um, right. I mean, if you just go down that road and and take it to its conclusion, what you know? Yes, it's scary if you do change, but what's gonna? It's even scarier to imagine what's gonna happen if you don't change. Oh, I think that's really good. It's really true. You know, I led a training this past weekend. It's our more life training. It's really learning this skills of adding these good things to your life so that we're not so tempted by the bad things and really creating a, a sense of abundance and, and real-life concrete skills for people. And one woman got up and she shared and said, well, this is too, it's just too late for me. This is good for these younger people here, but it's too late for me. And I said, how old are you? She said, I'm 51. I said, oh, that's ridiculous. That's just thinking, total stinking thinking. In fact, we had a, a students in our this program that are 83 or, or more. It's not about age. It's a mindset. Do we have a growth mindset? Are we willing to really do what it takes? And she started to shift from that thinking. And then actually, even through the weekend, she started taking steps that really showed her. Mm-hmm. She told some deeper, more vulnerable truths to her husband. She um, really risked more in sharing with other people, even at the training. She started to change just through that mm-hmm. experience. And then that showed her, oh, I can have more intimacy. I can have this. And now she's much more juiced about making the changes she needs to make in her life. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if, if you even let's say 83, you were saying, okay, so I don't know, let's say, <laughs> let's say the person would live to 90. So do yeah. you really want those last seven years to be <laughs> as awful <laughs> with, with the same awful habits as you've been having all along? Yeah, I think that's it's so right. And, and it's both things need to motivate us, I think, sometimes. It's like both the terror what's going to happen if we don't change our ways or how it could get worse over time and then also the vision of what's possible and either one and both actually sometimes we need in order to motivate us and one of the things that you know i i think these steps work and we can have great lives if we're willing to do the work yes well, we need to take another break. Um, my guest is Dr. Judith Wright. She's the best-selling author of The Soft Addiction Solution. We will be right back. I hope, uh, I, I know we've been giving you food for thought. Maybe you've been even jot- jotting down some New Year's resolutions as you or life plans, whatever you want to call it, as you've been listening. I hope so. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com 
Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. With me, helping you to keep your New Year's resolutions and to basically change uh, the patterns and the addictions of your life is Dr. Judith Wright. She is the best-selling author of The Soft Addiction Solution. We'll be telling you um, a little in a few more minutes how to get that and, and how to uh, click into <laughs> uh, all the other things that she offers. Um, but before that, we were, um, Dr. Judith was telling us about started telling us about some of the stories that illustrate how people who are feeling just like all of us sometimes feel, you know, that what's, this isn't going to change, and how they are uh, getting empowered and making these changes. So tell us some more, some more of these um, uh, hopeful stories. Well, I think it's important to know that it's very doable on these are life skills that we all can learn. You've know, been studying great lives for like 30 years now and really looking at our research of what it really takes to live a great life. And the very things that help you overcome soft addictions are the very skills of living a great life, which is mm. kind of interesting. I love how that works. Let me give you an example. One of the one man that came in to work on a soft addiction, his was internet gaming. He was just on the internet all the time, just gaming and doing all, and he was losing a lot in his life. He he knew he was spending at least 20 hours a week, and usually it's more than what people admit to. Mm-hmm. So, yes, and, you always you know, have to double his, or triple it, yes. Exactly, and he was much more, he was distant from his wife, he wasn't being the dad that he wanted to be, he was kind of stalled in his career, and he was overweight, all these things were happening, but what he was, because they do tend to go that way, and mm-hmm. so he came in to work on the Internet Gaming and he did, and not only did he curb that internet gaming, he got it down. He wasn't doing it at all, so he got 20 hours back at least, right there. But what happened is he started becoming more aware of his deeper hungers and all these skills that we're talking about, and shifting it. The very same things that helped him get rid of that gaming, all of a sudden, you know, he really he lost 50 pounds without even really terribly being conscious about it by doing these kinds of steps. So he got thinner. He got more intimacy with his. Wife, he became a much more involved dad with his two sons, and was doing more playing, going to games, and doing more sports with them. And his career was interesting because he ended up being promoted to a position that had never even occurred to him that he could have. He hadn't Mm. seen himself with that much self-respect. But as he kept letting go of these things, he was more clear. He was more conscious. He was more present. He was more productive. 
he made better rapport with the people that worked for him, and he ended up being promoted and making more money. So he just thought he was going to get rid of his Internet gaming. But Hmm. the same skills gave him all of those results, and that's really something to start thinking about what's possible for us. But it it seems like there's this switch that gets flipped where where instead of hiding behind these addictions like the internet gaming, yeah, um, it's it's a sense of not needing to hide, finding something else that um, it, it goes back to what we were saying, so believing in yourself that you actually. Um, you know, can have the things that you really want instead of settling for the things yeah. that are just going to make you feel these quick fixes that are going to make you feel temporarily better. Like, for example, uh, you know, maybe it was had to do with fears of intimacy with his yeah. wife because, right. and and something happened that made him feel that 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 was still possible or, or that she didn't evil. reject him. You know, it kind of goes both ways. One, you have to sometimes you have to kind of believe it than do it. But another thing with these little assignments, these little steps, if you do it, it makes it more likely that you'll believe it. Yes. If you're just willing to kind of what fake it till you make it. Yes. <laughs> to take yes. Those steps, and you know, I was literally. I'm not immune from these, and all of us have soft addictions. I mean, the recent poll: 91 percent of Americans admitted to having them. I think the other nine percent are in denial. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just all <laughs> absolutely love them. And I had tons. I bit my nails. I overshot. I was overweight. I, I got lost in magazines and catalogs. All ki- watched too much TV. All kinds of things. And it was these very steps we're talking about. That's a little step by little step. My deciding. I didn't know. I just knew I was sick of sleepwalking through my life. And one of the other skills I talk about is making what I call a one decision, which is also the topic of one of my other books. But really deciding. I just decided I wanted to be awake. I was sick of being uh-huh. in a zone my whole life. I wanted to be present and engaged and feel. And that bigger kind of thought, that commitment, helped me make some of these choices as well so that day by day I started eating a little bit more, so better, so that I wasn't so foggy. I started being uh-huh. a little more genuine, a little, telling a little more truth to my husband. I started listening to beautiful music and reading good books instead of those magazines and catalogs. Mm-hmm. And then day by day, really the quality of my life really shifted, and I'm kind of amazed at how... Uh, how wonderful life can be that I had no idea was even possible before. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, tell us, I want to make sure we have enough time, tell us all about where people can get your book, about your website and your programs, the leadership program and all of that. Oh, great. So then go to www.judithwright, with a W, judithwright.com. You can get the book there. And as you do that, all of your listeners, all of you can... I'd be glad to help you in any way I can. There's tons of tools on the website, but I also do a training, a more life training that's ordinarily $800, but you can all have it as my guest, complimentary, to come learn how to live. You just have to get to Chicago, and once you're there, you'll have an amazing weekend where you can actually learn these skills of leading a great life and letting go of these soft addictions, because it's my pleasure to be able to help myself as well as others to live the great life I think we're destined to have. Well, that's an offer none of you can refuse. So it's Judith Wright, Judith, W-R-I-G-H-T, dot com. You also have the website softaddictions.com, and that's where the uh, quiz is. And they can access it from the Judith Wright oh, okay, site yeah. as well. So either way is fine. <laughs> okay. And, of course, the book is on Amazon and on your site yeah. and where books are sold. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think uh, that that kind of makes the uh, the New Year's resolution 
uh, quandary uh, easier. Um, all you have to do is just go to these websites and, and follow the... I mean, that's what I, I was telling you during the break. That's what I really love about Judith's um, program because, you know, we all sort of have these general, you know, we these general thoughts of, of wanting things to get better and, and, yes, I shouldn't be doing these uh, procrastinating or, for me, cluttering. You know, I always say when I... Um, I'll get to the clutter when I finish a project, but then I'm always on to the next project, so the, <laughs> the clutter just keeps cluttering. Um, or whatever it is that you are particular, and, and we usually, we have more than one. If we're all honest, we will admit we have more than one. Um, but, you know, the, so the beauty of this is, is just putting it into a format, into a program that makes all of this seem doable instead of being out there as, as one day, someday, I will get to whatever it is or I will stop doing whatever it is. It, it's, um, you do put it in a, in a format that, that really makes it seem very accessible. Well, that's great. Yeah, and it, and it worked for me, and it's worked for thousands and thousands of people, and it makes it very, very doable, and the results are wonderful. And I think we all deserve to have a great life, and, and we just need to know how to do it, and we can. And again, that was judithwright.com, and uh, I hope, wish you all lots of, uh, uh, well, luck, but lots of um, uh, discipline, lots of, lots of hope uh, and empowerment to do some of these things that we've been talking about today because really time is ticking you know yes it's bad to be a compulsive shopper or a gambler or for, you know for example and you lose money or some of these other addictions of course that cost money but what's even more precious than money because money you can usually make more of at least somewhat you can fix that but you can't there's no store that you can go to to buy time so uh, so it's really important that you start changing things today so thank you, Dr. Judith Wright. Again, the book is The Soft Addiction Solution. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.